Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Daryl's Daring Thoughts, Melanin Edition. Thank you for tuning in. I'm glad to have you all still here with me chugging along. This is our V-Day episode. Um, So for all my lovebirds out there who are in love with someone, the hell with you. But for uh, my other people out there, you know, us single, still trying to mingle, still trying to figure stuff out. Hey, this is for you. So I have a special guest with me today. Um, I've actually known her for a very um, long time now, but um, I want to say in recent years, I feel like I've gotten closer to her uh, via social media. Um, she's probably, she's one, a very beautiful spirit. Um, she's beautiful on the inside and outside. The girls dropped their gorgeous to me. Um, and she's here to tell her story and talk about her journey on finding her way back to love um adriana you there i am hey hey. Boo. hey how are you i'm well how are you doing i'm good is this your first podcast this is oh so we're it popping is my first cherry. podcast hey we're popping yes, her you cherry are. <laughs> <laughs> i love it yes I love it. you are i love newcomers <laughs> So, uh, for just a little quick backstory, uh, we went to college together. Um, we went to HBCU, um, Alabama A&M, and um, yeah. that's where we met. We actually we I met in uh, University Choir. Um, and this girl right here, she's just always been fly, in my opinion. She's just always been that girl. And I and we've just stayed, you know, on Facebook friends, you know, for all those years. And um, just recently, I personally have had an interest um in you and your journey um and your life. And I just love the growth and everything I've saw in you. And I just really wanted to allow you to have this space to tell your story as well as inspire others you know that need to be inspired and I think that you're going to do that well I appreciate that (laughs) hopefully I can I I, I think you will so let's get started you ready yes I am okay so what really um wanted me to um, have this conversation with you is because I, you know, I, you know, you, you have, you have, you have a beautiful family. You um, you have children, you have two kids, right? Yes, I do. Yes. Um, and boy and a girl, right? Yeah. So I have Anya, she's two and a half. And then Jonah, he's four and a half. Yes. And don't look like she has any children. Okay. First of all. And I, you know, I saw your, you know, you growing with your family and now uh, you're in a relationship and, you know, just going to be honest with you. It's just like all of a sudden, you know, you're on Facebook one day and I saw you with your family. And then the next day I was like, wait a minute, what just happened? I was like, where does she go? All right, where'd they go? I was, like, I was like, where does she go? And then when you returned, I was like, okay, 
wait a minute, I could have sworn she had a whole ass marriage going on with a family and I'm like, what just happened here? Yeah. You know, so, you know, people are nosy. Right. People are nosy and I never wanted <laughs> to be one of those nosy people that was like, girl, you know, I just think yeah. that that's too much. And I'm pretty sure people did do that. But I was like, I'm not going to do that. But I, you know, you started to mm-hmm. become more vocal about, you know, your story. And so that's what um, brought me to want to talk to you. So I just wanted to take a little journey back yeah. to, you know, when things kind of started you know, with you and your ex and, you know, love, love, love in general, because, you know, some of us miss warning signs and, you know, triggers and different things. And so I wanted to talk, you know, I wanted to talk about that with you about, um, okay. So how did you, you know, meet your ex-husband? Okay. So this is kind of a weird story, but, um, when I met my husband, I was actually in a relationship at the time. Um, so I was on Twitter and he came into my DMs <laughs> and right. I normally don't respond to those. I'm pretty sure. Right. And I'm pretty sure a lot of women say that, but I literally do not. Um, but he wrote me and the message um, that he put in there, it was interesting. So I responded back. Um, I guess he had seen me through a mutual friend and she retweeted me and then that's how he found me. Um, then from there, we started texting. Um, I actually met with him once. He came to my apartment complex into the parking lot, uh, and we just talked for a few hours. Um, the reason why I allowed him into my space was because we shared a lot of um, common interests for, for one music. So he was in the band um, at Tuskegee, so we shared that interest. Um, and then after that, we kind of just talked every day until we stopped talking. Um, we stopped talking because, to me, he seemed a little bit too too obsessive <laughs> at the time, and that kind of turned me off. And then also the simple fact that I was already in a relationship at that point, and I didn't want to, like, cross any more boundaries because I wouldn't want somebody to do that with me. Um, so that happened, and then literally, like, a year passed. We hadn't spoken for a year, but in that time frame, he would email me randomly, like, poems or songs because he was also a music producer. Um, but I really didn't pay any mind because um, I didn't want to deal with that. But then finally, after that full year, I reached back out to him. We went on a couple of dates, and then from there, things kind of just went super fast. Like after three months, I got pregnant. Um, and that's basically how that story went. So really short time frame in the beginning. And then we didn't speak for a while. And then we kind of just rekindled. And yeah, things went pretty fast at that point. <laughs> was there something um, Was there something about him that made you... You know, because I know um, you said the music thing, um, and you had a lot of different interests in common. Was but was there something right. specific about him that made you say, you know, let's give this a chance? Yeah, definitely. So for me, I think it was more so when I realized how persistent he was. Even after a year, it felt like he genuinely did feel for me the way he told me he felt for me a year prior. Because he he told me, like, he loved me and was in love with me very, very soon after we had met. So that kind of turned me off because I was like, this makes no fucking sense to me. Like, you don't even know me like that. But, you know, fast forward, 
I truly believe that. And there's one situation where I always remember that made me feel so special. Um, and the reason why I kind of chose to give it a chance was he went to his homecoming in Tuskegee. And then he wrote me, it was like midnight or something. He was like, man, I really just want to be with you. I don't even want to be here. And like, he drove all the way back just to spend time with me. And like, for me, that was very important because I had never been in a situation where somebody like put me first, I guess, or I felt like a priority to them. Mm -hmm. So I think after that moment, I felt like, wow, this guy's really into me. He's really attentive. Of course, in the beginning, they usually are. (laughs) But that's kind of where I wanted to give it a chance. He made me feel... um, like I was wanted and that's something that I that I had never felt before so I think that that was the biggest thing for me right so um you know moving forward um in you know relationship you know before you know you really uh, decided to get married um and build your family were there certain things or certain warning signs or certain things that you that you can say now that you probably ignored because you know you um you know you just you know sometimes we just ignore habits that people have because we just you we call it a character flaw or we just think that oh right. you know time over time you know that'll change and things like that and then shit happens and it's like well right. damn it you know did that ever happen um before yeah. your marriage oh yeah for sure there honestly there were several signs but I, I felt like, Adriana, you finally are in this space where somebody um, wants to marry you. Somebody really wants to be with you. So, you know, just overlook it because you might not run into a situation like this again. You know how you can be naive sometimes, especially mm-hmm. when you feel like somebody li- genuinely loves you. Um, but one of the biggest things um, is the communication aspect. So I noticed that he was very, very closed off. Like if we tried to have a conversation um, or if we had an argument, because sometimes arguments can be healthy because you need to get out your frustrations. You need to try to come to a resolve. He literally would never want to do that. Everything was swept under the rug. Um, it, it, it always turned into a situation where he was super defensive. Um, it, it got to the point um, where he would literally text me if I was sitting right next to him instead of physically talking to me. So it got very, very weird. Um, that was one of the signs that I ignored. Another sign that I ignored was the fact that he would drink a lot. And that was the only time where it seemed he could tolerate me, I guess. And this was more so towards the end. Um, but I ignored that part as well. Um, like I said, there are plenty, plenty more. I won't go into all of them, but I think the main one for me was the communication aspect because in a relationship, like you have to be able to communicate or else it's not going to work. And I don't know what the hell I was thinking for allowing myself to let that go on for almost two and a half years. But I think in my mind, I was, um, I was just trying to block it out because I wanted to hold on to that feeling from the beginning. I think so many of us try to hold on to something that's no longer there. I oof, oof, you are you are really talking to me right now. <laughs> so do you think that so do you think that um so did you have any, you know, reservations, um, even, you know, right leading up to your wedding or you know, or or did you say, you know, or or did you cause some people think, you know, now that, you know, there's a ring, there's a paper to it, you know, I'm in it, you know, I'm I'm in it, I'm gonna fight for this. Did you still even leading up to that moment um have any reservations 
fact, I did. Honestly, on my wedding day, I had reservations. But so I'll, I'll, I'll put it like this. His mother was very bougie, very religious. And in a sense, I feel like she kind of bullied us into getting married because of the simple fact that we did have a child prior to being married. Um, but I remember the day of my wedding, like it just didn't even feel organic. It didn't feel right. I didn't even feel, I didn't even feel happy. I just kind of felt like I was in the moment, like I was just existing. Like I was just there. I wasn't even living. I wasn't, I wasn't happy that everybody was there with me, which I was happy to see certain people, but you get what I'm saying? Like, I just didn't feel like it was a joyous moment for me. Um, But I went through with it anyways, because I was like, I can't let these people down, which people out there listening, fuck what everybody else thinks, fuck what everybody else says. Like you have to do what's best for you. So like, even in that moment, if I would have been like, you're, you know, your honor, I can't do this or I, I can't marry this man. Like, fuck it. Like, if that's what I choose and I know that I'm not going to be happy, then I should have done that. But I didn't. And I do regret it because it, it wasn't fair to either of us, honestly. Um, I know a lot of times people more so just think about themselves in that moment. But I wanted to think about him as well. Like, if I would have done that and I didn't want to embarrass him. But looking back on it, I should have just, you know, get the bullet and be like, you know what, whatever. We're, we're not going to do this. Mm-hmm. Um, because it ended up being a clusterfuck. <laughs> right. You know, um, as you um, said earlier, you know, communication is a huge key for a successful and happy relationship. And, you know, a big one of his issues was that he wouldn't communicate. Um, you know, mm-hmm. now, were you the opposite? Did you, do you feel like you were, that you communicated what you needed? Because, you know, just, you know, be honest and, you know, just, I'm just going to play devil's advocate yeah. just for a second. You know, a lot of, no, yeah, a, of course. A, a lot of people say, you know, with women that, you know, they want men to read their minds and, you know, I need, you know, and they don't mm-hmm. really say what they feel. They feel like the man should figure it out by the woman's, you know, actions and nonverbals and things like that. Were you right. in your relationship? Do you feel like you communicated what you needed from him? So I, I definitely do, but I will say this, I probably could have communicated things in a better way. So um, for me, if I feel like I'm not getting what I want back, especially from somebody I'm trying to have a conversation with, I can get upset. I can get irate. Um, I can probably get irrational as well. So maybe that closed him off to wanting to have a conversation with me. But initially, I always came to him with respect. Um, I was always cool, calm, and collected. I brought up the topic at hand and tried to figure out what the resolution could be. But it always felt as though I was, like, trying to pull teeth from him. And it just got to a point where I would get so annoyed. Like, I would try and, like, bring bring an answer out of him. But I think in turn that made it even worse because, like, certain people, they shut down. Like, if they don't have anything to say, if they don't want to say anything, then they're literally not going to. And it doesn't matter what I'm saying to him. Like, if I'm yelling, if I'm cussing, that's not going to help the situation. But it was also something to where I I wish that he would have communicated that, hey, at this point in time, I really don't um, want to talk to you, but maybe in about an hour so we can come back and continue this conversation. But it was never like that. So that was that was a trigger for me because I've dealt with that 
in all of my relationships. So with me saying that as well, like I had to reflect and look back and see if maybe I was the problem. Um, but I feel like in our situation, I never started off as being irate, yelling, cussing, like trying to make him talk to me. I was never like that in the beginning. So it got to a point where I was just like, man, forget this. Like this is getting on my nerves. Mm -hmm. But yeah, that was, that was the biggest thing, honestly. Okay. And um, you did mention that you had two children. So do you think yes. um, that, because, um, uh, you know, some um, some people think this, that, um, you know, having, you know, more children or expanding the family or doing different things can help um, make a relationship better? Um, did, like, was, you know, did, um, not saying that you, you had children for that reason, but saying that, do you, did you think that maybe, you know, the, 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 the family aspect could try to help save your relationship? So initially I did um, because I know that it's something that he always wanted. Obviously, I always wanted kids too. I think the part that messed it up was that we rushed into it. Um, so once my son was finally born, I'm not even going to lie. Like I didn't, I didn't feel anything in the beginning. Um, so just to be very transparent, like I dealt with really bad postpartum depression because I really wanted a girl. So when I found out I was having a boy, like things were pretty difficult for me. Um, it took me a while to get out of that funk. Um, and then also we found out like about a year and a half um, after he was born that he had autism. So that was like a, um, another layer added on to what we were already dealing with. Um, but to, to answer your question, to go back to that, I did feel initially that having a family would bring us closer. Like that was the gap that we needed, um, that we needed to fill um, where we were, where we had a void. Um, and then having my daughter, like, honestly, that wasn't planned. Like a lot of people don't plan that, but it happened. And I was very happy when I found out I was having a daughter. I was like, this is going to be amazing. Um, and then it was pretty much the same thing. Like nothing really changed. Um, but I think what was difficult for me too, is that my cousin wasn't very supportive with me throughout my entire pregnancy. He wasn't very supportive. Um, after I gave um, birth, I guess as far as my mental was concerned. Um, well, that's not saying anything bad to him because, like, being new parents, you're still trying to navigate things. Um, and he's a wonderful father, so let me put that out there. He's a wonderful father. But I just don't feel like I was supported enough, and that made my experience very difficult. Um, and it, it, it really changed how I felt about the whole family um, aspect. And another thing is, too, I feel like a lot of people hold on to the simple fact that since you have kids with somebody that you're supposed to stay with this person, like you have to stick it out yes. or, you know, something bad is going to happen. Like people are going to look down on you. But that's something that that is a myth and you should do what's best for you. Sorry to go off topic. I'm just thinking about that because I know a lot of people who are probably in a similar situation, like yep. they're only staying in their marriage because of children. And I promise you that at the end of the day, your children are not going to care um, that you did what was best for you and you left that situation because it's going to end up being a lot worse. I didn't want my children to see us arguing or see us not talking to each other. That's not the idea I want them to have of who they should be with when they get older. Right. So 
like I said, sorry to go off on a tangent. I just wanted to put that out there because, like I said, I know a lot of people who have said the same thing or have experienced the same thing. No, thank you for saying that. That 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 makes sense because a lot of people, a lot of people do that, you know. And I see a lot of people that are just so unhappy in their marriage. And I, for yeah. one, you know, I sit here and I say I don't understand how you can stay in a relationship you know, be unhappy right. because at the end of the day, I find that the children see that, you know, kids see right through the BS. Exactly. And they see right through it. So did you experience any um, postpartum after your daughter or was it just for your um, son? It was just after my son, but okay. I think it was mainly because I really wanted a girl. And then when I found out, you know, I had autism like that, that, mm-hmm that added to the depression like my depression act was for a long time like most people like it might be for like two or three months mine was like for like two and a half years but after my daughter like I didn't have any postpartum depression at all which was a nice thing I think it helped balance out mm-hmm. you know my the, the first birth that I had so yeah and how was it you know you know navigating with your postpartum because a lot of people you know don't understand you know what happens to a woman you know, who has to deal with postpartum while trying to still be a mother at the same time and still trying to be a wife at the same time, you know, and how, what what (laughs) was that experience like for you? Um, it, It was really difficult to be honest with you. There are a lot of days where I just, I didn't want to be anything to anyone because I couldn't be, um, and like you said, the marriage didn't help it, work didn't help it. There were a lot of times where I would have to go outside and literally scream or just go into a, a closet and cry because I, I couldn't understand um, why I couldn't get out of this funk. But it, it's so real and it it takes over your entire life. It permeates through your body, through your mental. And it was very, very difficult trying to navigate that and still be the person that I felt I needed to be in all aspects of the marriage, of the family. And I do feel like that probably um, went into play with the marriage's demise. But um, I know a lot of mothers out there who have dealt with it. So shout out to y'all. Um, I just don't think it's talked about enough in our community. You know, It's not. It's, it's, it's really not. It's like it's looked down upon because it's like you have to be a mother. You have to be strong. Like you need to get your shit together. Like why are you sitting over there crying? Your baby is crying too. And it's like you they don't understand. Like there are some women who literally have gone to the point to where they commit suicide, where they've harmed their children because you literally cannot control these feelings that you have. Um, you've never dealt with something like this before because I remember thinking like literally sitting on the couch, I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with me? Like I'm, I have a beautiful child right here and I don't, I don't feel anything. Like I'm just looking at him and I don't, I don't know what to do with him. I don't know what to do with anything right now. And I just wish more people were open and honest about that because it doesn't make you less of a woman to, um, you know, to say these things or to admit like, Hey, there was a point in time where I didn't, I didn't want to do, have anything to do with my child. I didn't want to have anything to do with life in general. Like there's nothing wrong with that because at the end of the day, you're still a wonderful mother. You're still taking care of your child. You know, um, your child is not going to remember these times either. They're going to know that you love them. Children are so innocent um, and so forgivable. But, yeah, it's, it's so it's so common, and I wish more people would speak on it. Awesome. I, I, I definitely agree. So, here we go. 
what was <laughs> what was what was the final straw for you with your marriage? Oh Lord. Okay. So wow. That is a very loaded question. I'm trying to think of which situation was the final straw for me. Well, you know, um, we, we all have that 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 you know, yeah. we all there 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 are yeah. plenty of things that contribute, but there's always right, that, right. that one like no, fuck this shit. No. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, so let me start with this. Let me say what kind of led up into it. Absolutely. Into it. I'm sorry. And then, like, when I was like, you know, hell not. So, I am a very clean and tidy person. I'm also a person where if I express something to you once, I expect for you to acknowledge it and not do it again. There were so many times where, and this is going to sound petty, but it's the principle. There are so many times I would come home because at the time I was working, um, I was working retail management. So the schedule was kind of crazy. Sometimes I would work in the day. Sometimes I would work at night. So obviously during those times, my ex-husband was taking care of the kids, but I would come home. The house would be a complete and utter mess. There would be food left out on the, um, the oven. There would be food on the floor, food left on their high chairs. There would be diapers on the floor everywhere. It was a complete disaster. Use diapers? And I remember the first, yes, with pee in them, all over, pee in them. <laughs> so, yeah. So I remember the first time I had the conversation with him, and I was like, hey, I know that watching the kids is a job in itself, that I'm not here to help support you during this time when I'm at work. But I need for us to be hygienic, first of all. Second of all, this is disgusting. Third of all, I am not going to deal with this because it's ridiculous. So after the first time I said it, he didn't seem really receptive. I think it more so went in one, out, went in one ear and not the other. He's probably like, fuck her because I've had to watch the kids. So I don't care what she's saying. But this started to happen like almost every day. It, it, it seemed to me as though he was doing it on purpose just to piss me off. So I remember reading an article a long time ago. It was like, I didn't leave my husband because he didn't wash the dishes. I left him because he didn't listen to me. The countless times I told him that it bothered me and it was a trigger for me. And I remember that article and I was like, yo, now I really understand what this woman is saying. But anyways, to make a long story short, that on top of the not communicating with me, on top of acting crazy sometimes when drunk. Like I remember there was one time where he was threatening to kill himself. He literally grabbed a gun and took it upstairs with him. Like, I was like, this is, I don't know what to do with that. Like, cause you're scaring me. I feel like you're going to kill me at some point. Um, there are times, you know, where things got very verbally abusive. One time where things kind of got physical. And I think at that point I was like, I'm not doing this. I'm not going to be another, um, you know, statistic where I got murdered because, of a, a failed marriage, a bad marriage, an upset person. So I think at that point is where it was the final straw. And also, I'm going to put this out there too, when I felt like I was giving myself to another man emotionally. That's when I was like, no, I have to leave this because I'm not going to, you know, um, let infidelity be the reason why we split. It's going to be because of what the fuck it was, which was, no trust, no communication, disrespect, all of those things combined, those are the reasons why I ultimately was like, 
no, I'm getting out of here. So in October of last year, we actually, I, I left the house, um, which is a funny thing too. My name was never on the house, so I couldn't stay there if I wanted to. So uh, I left the house and ever since then, um, you know, Wait, we, the house that y'all moved into we try to be cool. Oh yeah, honey, my I was never um on the deed, so you know I feel like his mother had um a part in that, but yeah, I was never on the deed. So, like I said, even if I wanted to say I couldn't, which um in the end kind of like screwed me over as far as like how our custody goes and stuff like that. That's another story. But anyways, yeah, I, I left. Um, I actually left on Halloween, and then we officially got divorced in February. February of 2020. So, yep. So, do you think that your um your um ex husband at the time had you know some you know mental health issues or things that he um compartmentalized that he didn't deal with and he didn't know how to express it mm-hmm. and then you also didn't know yeah. how to respond to it. Mm-hmm. Hey everyone, it's Daryl from Daryl's Daring Thoughts. Couple questions for you. Do you have a black owned business? Do you want to be a sponsor? Well, you've come to the right place. I have a great podcast, Daryl's Daring Thoughts, that you can sponsor your business on. You can sponsor it for one, two, three episodes, or maybe the entire season. So if you want to sponsor your brand on my show, contact me at DarylDaresYou at gmail.com. That's Darrow, D-A-R-O, DaresYou at gmail.com to learn how you can be heard in multiple countries alongside a celebrity guest through my sponsoring ad package. Can't wait to hear from you. Yeah, so that's that. I'm glad you brought that up too. Um, I know he was dealing with his own demons, especially from childhood. A lot of us have, you know, triggers and issues because of childhood um, situations. Um, but I knew that he did. And I would try and talk to him about them because I'm a very, uh, very receptive person, I would like to say. I'm also very caring, and regardless of how I feel in a, in that moment, I want to ensure that that, that person is okay. Um, we went to counseling, um, marriage counseling. We went to individual counseling. We also went to another marriage counselor. And the issue for me in those moments was that he wasn't expressing everything that he should have. And I feel like that's the point of therapy is to get everything out. Um, and I don't feel like he was being true with his, himself by not getting everything out. And I, I, I can't blame him for that. I can't force you to speak um, what's on your heart to a therapist. But I felt that if he would have done that, maybe we could have tried to, you know, come to a resolve or try and make things work because he was actively looking for a solution. And I felt like that was one of the biggest hindrances in our marriage too, because there was never a solution. It was always stagnant. And the next day it's as if nothing ever happened. Mm -hmm. And that kept happening and kept happening. And it ultimately, you know, led to our demise. But um, to go back to the mental health part, I do feel like he was dealing with a lot of things. There were certain things he shared with me um, that were devastating. And I always tried to be that rock for him um, or be that support system for him. But I I don't think he was ready to accept that. Um, Wow. Um, And uh, a lot of a a lot of men in my in our community 
you know, don't take me- yeah. your mental health serious at all. And it, it, right, you right. Know, it, it's, you know, it unfortunately, um, it unfortunately is a cycle that, you know, I wish we can really break. And, you know, I'm, right. I'm glad that you decided to, you know, break that, you know, at least for yourself. So what has your, you know, since you've, you know, have um, left and, you know, now you're um, an independent, you know, single uh, woman right now, what has mm-hmm. the change? Because that was a, that's a change. That was a huge change. You know, like one day yes, you were one day and then the next day something different so for you how did that affect you um so coming out of the the marriage obviously I felt very broken I felt very insecure and I also feel like I've never been in a situation where I've experienced a healthy relationship or I guess a quote unquote normal relationship, like stuff that's supposed to be normal. Like I'm not used to somebody, you know, um, doing small things for me. And I think that that, that permeated through, um, what I'm dealing with now. Um, it's almost to the, to the point where I feel like I'm so used to discord and dysfunction that that's what I gravitate towards. And I'm trying to wean myself out of that. Um, because I know at the end of the day that I deserve the best and so does somebody else. And I'm, I'm, I am very much so ready to give that to somebody. Um, and I'm ready for somebody to give that to me as well. But I think there are a few things that I need to work on personally before I can a hundred percent give myself to that person. Um, solely because like I said, you're going through a lot of changes mentally, emotionally, even physically, um, where you feel like you're not good enough, where you feel like, well, there's a reason why nobody wants to be with me. You know, you get into these dark places, but then you kind of come out of it. Like, I'm, I know you see my social media. I'm starting to, to, to understand myself again. Like, you know what, Adriana, like you're the shit. Yes. Like, you yes. know what I'm saying? You're, you've gone through a lot, but you're going to keep growing. You're going to be that woman that you see in other women. And I always tell myself, I want to be what other people see in me because if they see that then it has to be true you know so I think it's more so like admiring myself again loving myself again knowing that I am worth it yeah yeah and you know I think that's so interesting that you say that because you know I've always thought you know that you were you know this badass you know that you were just you know you just you um and you know and that's the thing you know what people see on social media is just not what you know can really be you know in real life because you um right right. social media um just it just you just assume confidence like you just look so you know um confident you know and you know everything that you do but you know on the other side of that you're still trying to find you know that love for yourself that everyone else sees in you and I think that that's right interesting to say because you know people need to understand that we never know what someone is going through and what they're trying and what they're trying to find within themselves all you see is something that you see on social media so I think that that was very I'm glad that you said that because that's extremely important to um to say so so through this it is it is so through this journey um of you know self-discovery and falling you know i call it falling back in love with yourself um 
Are there certain right. things that you, um, I think you said you started to see a therapist, right? Yes, I did. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and um, that, and that definitely helped. Um, so is this your, um, and I know you saw, you know, you saw a therapist, you saw counselors and things like that through, um, when you were married, but have you discovered mm-hmm certain things about yourself through with your therapist that made you realize you know that there are you know certain reasons why you choose certain men or why you may not talk to certain men that probably are the better choice um like have you found some yeah. like <laughs> self-discovery moments while seeing your therapist yeah definitely so I think with me like I told you um I, I am very insecure and it stems back to like my childhood because it, it was all like a, a comparison game. So I compare myself to other people. So I think when I am talking to a man, I feel more comfortable talking to somebody who is, I don't want to say not attractive because obviously I like attractive men, but somebody that I feel like is not going to... <laughs> I guess essentially look at other women that way. And I know it sounds silly, but I think that that's what I gravitate towards. And my therapist, you know, was telling me that because I am in this situation, because I've dealt with so much, I am going to like hold on to somebody that probably isn't the best for me because I feel as though I need somebody who is, I'm trying to see how I want to put this. I guess I want to be with somebody who is going to not bring out the best of me because I already don't feel that great about myself in general. And I know that sounds crazy, but that's normally what I gravitate towards. And he was telling me that, you know, I need to start looking or speaking to men that have done the total opposite of what I've already dealt with, which sounds obviously like, duh, Adriana. But sometimes it's hard to do because I'm so used to a certain type of person. Mm -hmm. But I'm trying to open myself up to men who actually, like, want to take you on a date. Men who actually want to talk to you on the phone. Like, because I'm not, those things are so small. But there are things that I'm not used to. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. Men that want to go on trips with you. Men who ultimately want to meet your family. That's another thing. My ex-husband never came to Florida with me to meet my mother. Anyways, uh, <laughs> but little things whoa, like that. Whoa, um, there, whoa yeah, there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was like, it was like pooling seeds, man. Like, yo, you can't come to Florida. Who the hell doesn't want to go to Florida, first of all? But like, right. to meet my mother, obviously they met like when I had my wedding. But yeah, there's there's a lot of crazy shit I had in my, in my journal, you know, tucked away. But yeah, <laughs> it, it's just, crazy like going from that um that dynamic and then trying to you know date again um being a single woman trying to figure out what is good and what is good what isn't good for me and I think I think a lot of times like especially women my position we self-sabotage and we really have to stop doing that shit because there are good men out there there's not that many let me put it let me put that out there but there are good men out there Um, (laughs) and I think a lot of times we self-sabotage we're like no he's he's out here doing this he's talking to somebody else like he doesn't really like me he's being too nice like no just just go with the flow if it feels good it feels good and I think another thing for me a big takeaway for me is I'm so used to a specific type of person um and I need to open myself up to talking to different type of men 
Like, there's a certain type I like, but hell, maybe I should talk to a white man. Maybe not. I'm just playing. Um, but maybe I need to open myself up <laughs> to some more, you know, to, to different type of people because you never know until you actually meet that person. If you actually are vibing with them or if you do feel them and then you're like, damn, this feels good. So I think a lot of women need to um, be a little bit more open when it comes to that. Um, so are you dating? Um, yes, I am. Okay. I'm dating. Okay. Are you, are you dating multiple people? Or you're just like focused on one person right now. Like has it, no, has it narrowed it? No, it's, it's, yeah, it's just, it's just one person. Um, and to be quite honest, you know, I don't, I don't really know where it's going at this point, but I will say that dating this person and dating a couple of people prior to then has definitely opened my eyes to a lot of things. It, like I told you, it, it, it's reinforcing, like I said, Adriana, you are the shit. Like you, you can get whatever you want. Not in that type of way. I'm saying like you manifest whatever you want for yourself and you can get that if you're really open to experiencing and inviting new people into your life. Right. So. I think dating has been, yeah, dating has been very important. Like, I think it's good to know what you like, what you don't like. Um, and I think it's very important that the person that you are dating, that you actually like that person, you actually want to be around that person. Um, that definitely helps a lot. <laughs> so my last um, uh, last question for you um, is going to be, how important yeah. is it for you to, I, I think it's really important for us to understand how how um how our space is you know sacred and bringing someone yes. into your space whether it is you know you know the energy and sh energy can shift and just various things how important is it for right. you now knowing what has happened you know in the past how important is it for you now to know uh, to protect your space Oh my gosh, that's a really good question. Um, honestly, that's it. That's everything to me now. Um, if I would have, if you would have asked me that like a couple of months ago, or maybe even one month ago, I probably wouldn't have that answer for you. Or I wouldn't know what to say. But it's it's been so important for me to protect my peace. For me to sit back and be like Adriana, like you don't have to deal with this. You don't have to deal with that. Um, ignore that text message, ignore that call, like realizing that life will go on. And I think the beautiful thing about having gone through a divorce is realizing that you are cut out for anything um, or, or any big relationship. I don't want to just say a marriage, like any relationship that you've been in for a long time. I think it's beautiful to be able to come out of that and realize that you, you've been through so much yet. There's so much more for you to go through and for you to learn and, being by myself, especially in my own space, like literal space, has been a beautiful thing because I've been able to be more in tune with myself. I've been able to sit down and like write things that I love about myself, write things that I like need to work on. And I think it's very important to be transparent with yourself and feel everything. Um, I know you mentioned before that um, on social media, like it, it appears as though I'm very confident, but I think at the same token, I'm very transparent about how I feel, like yes. what's going on in my life. I'll post that. Like if I'm depressed, like it's not because I want attention. It's because like, I'm just being honest and I want to help some, another woman like who might feel like she's going to be shunned for sharing this information. Um, 
But I feel like self-discovery and going through the motions, feeling everything that you're feeling, um, actually appreciating that is so vital to the woman or the man that you are to become. And I believe that wholeheartedly. Absolutely. I believe that too. I want to thank you so much for being um, transparent and coming on here and speaking to me. Um, I think it's very important for other people to hear, you know, everyone, we all are, we all have, you know, different journeys and different routes in life that we're taking. And I think that it's important for someone to hear, you know, your journey and how you know, you're, su- you're surviving. And I, I, I love the person I'm seeing, you right. know, um, I definitely, you know, yeah. I see it. I definitely can see a difference and you're, you know, you're definitely loving yourself again. You're making it work. You know, you're being a great mother. Um, and I just really appreciate you for, you know, being in my space and sharing your experience with me because it's no, all of love. Course, and I want to thank love. you. No, it, it really, it really is. But but I do want to thank you um, because you've really been um, a rock for me, even though you might not know that. You've been an advocate for me, and I truly appreciate that. You've reached out to me so many times. I feel like you've always been my cheerleader. So thank you so much for even um, sharing this moment with me. It means a lot to me. Absolutely. I appreciate it. And thank you so much for listening, everyone. Happy Valentine's Day to you all. Happy V-Day. Happy V-Day and just love. Love is so important right now. We need it. Um, So, yeah. yeah. Thank you so much for listening. To follow me on social media, you can go to Instagram. I'm very active on Instagram. Um, It's Cordero underscore Santiago. Follow me on Instagram to just stay in touch with everything I'll talk about. I'll update you on Um, the upcoming episodes and things to look forward to I'm so excited that I have an email address now for you guys to send me requests for topics any questions you have regarding a topic that I've already discussed or if you just want to vent about something that's going on in your life that you want me to talk about on an episode I have an email address for you to do all of those things the email is darrowdaresyou at gmail.com so I'll spell that for you Darrow, D-A-R-O-D-A-R-E-S-U. Darrow dares you at gmail.com. Send me an email. 